Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. Whatever quarterback we were going to go with, uh, you know, they just have to go out there with the mindset and lead us in the right direction because, uh, you know, everybody's looking at them. Wait, 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 wait. Before we move on and talk about Kenny, that's not even your real voice. Like, why are you trying to put on this, like, first like, <laughs> voice? Like, like, <laughs> like you're not just going to, like, change just because you're on TV now. This is my voice. So I want to get the real content. No, it's not. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Not Just Football with me, Cam Hayward. Hayden, what we got on the on the on the books today? Today we have a special guest who you know pretty well. Uh, Connor Hayward will be joining the show today to talk a little college football with us. Michigan State and Penn, uh, Ohio State are playing this week in East Lansing. Want to get his uh, opinion on that? But before we get that going on, that I want to start on y'all's current team. Obviously, the team is one and three at the moment. Could easily be three and one. Uh, mm-hmm. What's it going to take to get the season turned around, Cam? Man, we gotta we gotta work through some stuff. Um, it has not been perfect uh, the past four weeks. Uh, even in our win, there were some glaring mistakes. Um, but you know, there's time to improve. Um, guys, got to step up. Um, we have to be accountable for what we do. Um, you know, I know uh, everybody's looking for the quick fix, and you know, you know, trying to put your finger on one thing, but it's um. it's like a little things everywhere and it's like being short one gap or, you know, not blocking the wrong wrong, right assignment on one thing, Um, you know, or not seeing the right read or, you know, simply catching a a punt, you know, all these things play a factor. Um, And, you know, it's, it's funny. Our special teams coach always says more teams know how to lose a game than win a game. And, you know, I feel like, uh, we've shot ourselves in the foot these last couple of weeks, uh, and it's really, you know, made some glaring mistakes. Um, you know, when, when we're playing teams that run the ball, you get less uh, possessions. And there's more – there needs to be more accountability and there needs to be more precision because you don't get as many possessions, both on offense and defense. Um, as a defense, you got to get off the field quick, provide more opportunities for offense. But if we're not doing that – the offense has got to maximize the um, amount of possessions they are getting. Uh, I agree with what Cam said. Uh, I think, uh, you know, offensively we can do a better job. Um, You know, obviously I'm not going to speak on the defensive side, but, you know, offensively I think we can do a better job. And, you know, when we get the ball, just try to make the most of it and, uh, you know, just continue to get better. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to this game. I'm Connor Hayward. I'm I'm ready to play football, (laughs) you know. I think we can do a better job. Come on, open up. Let's go. <laughs> I'll give I'll give him credit though, man. He's a rookie, not wanting to make a mistake on the media side. That's mm. buttoned up. Give him credit, man. Yeah. I mean, I'll give him some credit <laughs> on that. And I, and I will say this in in the podcasting world, I'll give him credit. He also talked about Kenny Pickett, which we're going to have to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tomlin made the announcement. He said we felt that the, we felt that not only in terms of ability to move the ball, but in terms of energy, Kenny was the right decision. Connor, obviously, you've played a little bit with Kenny in training camp, Cam. What do you think about the move? And did you guys feel a noticeable energy shift in the stadium when Kenny did come in? Go ahead, Connor. Uh, I mean, I felt the the energy with everybody shouting his name, uh, chanting his name before he even went in. And then, but we've been feeling that uh, from preseason, first game, uh, Seattle, I remember that. And, uh, you know, it's just carried over. 
And I know Kenny's worked, you know, his butt off for this moment. And I know he's ready for it. Um, but I honestly wasn't expecting it. I mean, I was just us expecting us to go in there at half and make adjustments and come back out there. Uh, but, you know, Coach Tomlin made the decision and, uh, you know, everybody's behind it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think it's, you know, the, the wrong or right decision. I think it's just, you know, time for us to go out there and, you know, it's a must-win game. Yeah, I agree with Connor. You know, I think we didn't know it was going to happen. We had no, you know, inkling that, oh, maybe this might happen. Um, you know, I'm of the belief that it takes 11 to play good. It's not just the quarterback. Um, you know, I think Mitch was still being positive and Mitch was still making plays. Um, you know, that's what you do at half. And uh, I can't question the head man's decision. He makes a decision and we ride with it. Uh, but going forward, if Kenny's the starter, it's not just Kenny who has to be accountable for a Steelers win. It's everybody. You know, and I think um, – Everybody's on the edge of their seats to see Kenny Pickett. But Steelers wins come from the entire team. And I would hate for it to be a position where, you know, he has to carry the load of either you you live or you die. And you ride with Kenny Pickett and, you know, if he makes a mistake, the team loses. That's not how this game works. It comes down to 11 men executing, playing and play out. Um, Kenny will have to, you know, he holds a lot because you do have the ball in your hands, but guys got to block, guys got to catch, guys got to be able to run the football. These are all things that come into winning a game. And we just got to get back to doing that. It's uh, it, it's uh, definitely going to be, there's going to be some growing pains. Like Kenny's going to have to learn some things that happen during a game. It's way different from preseason and, you know, it's, it's a different, it's a different brand of football, even from college. So, um, we're going to ride with Kenny. Um, you know, Kenny, Mitch, Mason, whoever's out there, all 11 have to be out there responsible for the wins. Yeah. And for Connor, obviously it was reported that you and Kenny had a nice little connection in preseason and in camp. What do you see, or what did you like playing with him in the preseason that makes you think he can be successful at this level? I liked a lot of stuff uh, from Kenny, but with me and him personally, we had a good relationship off the field. So that just helps, you know, when you're on the field, he trusts you a little bit more. Uh, you know, whenever I have a question, I can ask him whatever, I, whatever, you know, the question may be. And, uh, you know, when you have a quarterback out there that you're, you know, really comfortable with, uh, you guys are thinking the same things. And, uh, you know, sometimes just thinking a step ahead of the defense. And uh, honestly, he just, you know, has a good feel for the game. And, you know, playing with Davis growing up, uh, I see a lot of the same characteristics uh, when it comes to, you know, trusting guys downfield. Uh, you know, obviously I played receiver growing up and stuff like that. But even you see in, um, Kenny throwing it deep to Deontay and, you know, George and, you know, you saw him target Georgia, you know, a good bit, but it just comes with all those reps that we had uh, at mini camp until this point, all the way through camp. So when you get those reps with, you know, a guy like Kenny like that, he's he's looking at you and expecting, you know, for you to be on the same page with him. Uh, you know, there was that one play, uh, there was that one play where uh, he wanted Georgia, George got pressed and he wanted to run a fade. But George just ran an eight-yard hitch. But he was like, and George did what the right thing was, but he was like, um, no, like when you get that look, I want you to run a fade. And, you know, seeing him do that and, you know, 
grab George and, you know, confront him like, hey, I want you to do this. You know, that was really cool to see, uh, you know, and seeing him take charge. And, you know, when you see a quarterback do that, uh, you know, it's, it's really good. Connor, are your hands bigger than Kenny's? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I would assume so. I just, I mean, I wear a 3XL glove. I mean, I don't know. Is it his thumb? What is it? I, I heard it is his thumb. It, it brings it in. So, no, I'm just giving him a hard time. <laughs> I mean, listen, hey, he, 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 he threw the ball well on Sunday. It didn't look like the hands were a problem. How do you guys evaluate the way he played Sunday? Um, you know, I think there's good and bad. Obviously, the quarterback's going to take responsibility for the three picks, but I think he did a good job of throwing down the field, um, you know, using his feet. Um, you know, I think being able to run, um, you know, even with Mitch or with Kenny – we've been able to have like real uh, zone reads. Like, like when I was with Ben, there was no zone read. <laughs> That's not a shot of Ben. Ben was just more of a pocket presence presence. And, you know, they, they alluded to Ben as mo- mo- most people alluded to Ben as rumbling and tumbling down the field. But uh, these guys are very athletic and, you know, they can make a guy miss in the hole. I thought he played well uh, from what I saw. Um, I thought he did a good job of um, getting that that fourth and short, you know, QB sneak. And then, uh, you know, on the rollout uh, where he could have dumped it in the flat, but he ended up just running it in, finding a way. Uh, You know, it wasn't, you know, the most pretty thing, but it was just him just finding a way. Uh, You know, stuff's not always going to be pretty, but, you know, you want a quarterback that's not – scared to put his face in it and, you know, somebody that, you know, is going to win by any means. Uh, obviously, I, I know that we can grow offensively, uh, but, you know, I liked how, you know, he was pushing the ball down the field and, you know, sometimes the receivers are going to have somebody on them. And, uh, you know, when you put those 50-50 balls up, you know, you, you saw them come down with a lot of them, but, you know, we have three really good receivers that can win, you know, at any given time, good tight ends, uh, you know, Najee, Jalen, you know, I think the talent's there. Uh, you know, we just got to put the pieces together. Connor, before we move into, you know, different things that have happened um, and what we look forward to in the future, break down your draft story. So everybody's at the house. Cam's there. Corey's there. The whole fam's there. Um, and I'm start- all my friends are there. And I'm and Sydney's there. The whole family's there. I'm starting to stress out. Um, I'm getting up and down. Cam's like, chill, chill, chill. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like tweaking. I'm like walking around pace and I'm going back and forth from my mom's room, leaving everybody in the basement. I'm just all over the place. And then um, when once I got drafted, they called me. Cam thought it was the Bears because it was like pig is in and then the Steelers right after that. And Cam's like, who is that? Who is that? And I'm just like, one second, <laughs> one second. And it was Tomlin, and then, you know, after I told him and, you know, everybody went crazy, um, you know, just glad everything worked out. Is that the team you always wanted to be with? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is Is that? it because of Cam, Cam, or yeah. because of other things? Obviously, Cam has a, you know, a factor in that, but I would just say, like, just growing up with my grandparents, uh, you know, always getting Steelers stuff for Christmas, my birthday, like, Grandma's always sending a Steelers puffy. Like you're getting that every Christmas, every birthday, with a hoodie or a beanie that's too small to fit on my head. <laughs> but 
But um, no, and and obviously, you know, some candy, chocolate, something like that. But uh, you know, yeah, I always wanted to play for the Steelers. Uh, you know, before Cam and and after Cam, and well, right now. <laughs> wow! Thanks for always looking forward to after Cam. Yeah, that's great. Um, what have you? What have you said has been the biggest thing you've learned uh, in your early rookie season? Everybody's good. Uh, it's college. There's a lot of good guys, but you know, there's sometimes you'll you'll find those guys that you know that just kind of hide in the defense, hide in the offense. But everybody's good at this level. Uh, you got to pay attention to every little detail. Um, you know, like if that route's supposed to be ran at 10, get to 10, uh, you know, and the coach is looking for those details. Uh, and, you know, ultimately the details is, you know, going to start making these, you know, these wins start adding up and, uh, you know, turn these good days into great days. What's it going to take for us to get a win on Sunday? All three phases playing well. Uh, offensively, uh, you know, controlling the line of scrimmage and, and us uh, taking care of the ball, defense, you know, doing what they do, uh, playing Steelers football, uh, just getting back to that. And then offensively, uh, like I said, just don't turn the ball over. If you just possess the ball, even if we're not moving it, just, you know, make us punt the ball, flip the field. It's going to be, a, you know, a game of field position uh, and a game that, you know, special teams has to do their job and where, you know, we can't have a lot of penalties, a game that everybody just has to be dialed in on. I know you're in a special room, right? You've got Pat Fryermuth, you've got Zach Gentry, and you have yourself. Uh, y'all are very odd, I'll say the least. And you guys, <laughs> you got give me a Pat Fryermuth and Zach Gentry um, experience. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna see, if you see one of them, you're gonna see the other one. Uh, but no, they seriously, <laughs> no, they're always messing around. But uh, you know, for we know when to be serious. Um, Fredo knows, you know, when to have fun, when to be serious. Um, but most people don't know Fredo tore his hamstring in the uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati game, right? Yeah, right. Um, Our the tight ends coach tore his hamstring. Oh, I was like, who is Fredo? <laughs> Y'all need to explain who Fredo, Fredo is. How did he tear his hamstring on the play? He was running up the side yeah. <laughs> on, the, on side. the play. Gentry caught the screen and he made a guy miss. Yes. You see Fredo run down the sideline, like in the white. He's like clearly like in front of all the officials, everybody, because you can see it on the film. And like he might have hit like two, three miles per hour. He didn't even really kick his leg up for real. <laughs> and his headset comes off. He's pulling his hamstring. He's like wincing on the sideline. But I, I mean, he's wa- he's moving around well now. He's walking and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Fredo, we give a hard time for that. <laughs> Lions, Tigers, and tailgates. Oh my. The college football season is always a great time of year. Besides the jerseys, the face paint, and foam fingers, there's the food. And nothing gets you more fired up for game day than Eckridge smoked sausage. They are naturally hardwood smoked and have the perfect blend of spices. From buffalo sausage dip to sausage chili mac and cheese, Eckridge smoked sausage is a quick way to bring flavor to your tailgate meals. Visit Eckridge.com for easy, one-of-a-kind sausage recipes. Eckridge, you do you. Football season is here, and nothing beats your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they are also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. 
Receive a reward credit equal to the average price of 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See VividSeats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. Buffalo Bills preview. Got a tough challenge this week, playing arguably the best offense in the league. What's it going to take to win, man? Uh, You know, um, capitalizing on every possession as an offense. Um, you can't settle for three and you can't settle for punts. Um, you have to be aggressive. You're going into, you know, what some would call the Lions then. Um, you know, I think their offense is pretty – uh, remarkable, good old line. Um, Josh Allen can throw, run. Um, man, if he could, he would sell stuff on the side outside the stadium because the dude's just, he's unbelievable. Um, you know, Diggs is nothing to play with. That dude, um, in this league, he's the equivalent of like an Antonio Brown right now. He, his, his routes are precise. Um, he's always open. Uh, and then their defense, you know, they're opportunistic. They don't uh, let you really run the ball. Um, and then they have some playmakers on the back end. And then you don't even talk about, you know, on the front end with, with uh, you know, Von Miller, uh, Jordan Phillips, um, Ed Oliver. Uh, they have some, you know, some monsters up front that if you don't take care of them, man, it, it makes that team tough to beat. But uh, I'm excited going back in the you know the lines then the bill against the Bills and uh, going into a, a tough environment because I know their fans are, are loud and you know want the best for them. Just how tough is that of an environment compared to the rest of the league? You know it's crazy. So the last two times we played, we played them night game, middle of the pandemic, no fans there, hmm. none, and you could hear a pin drop, and it was the weirdest experience. And then last year we opened up with uh, the Bills and everybody was there and it was September 11th. They had this beautiful um, um, opening scene uh, just dedicated to September 11th and everybody was on the, like everybody was up and you could just, it was rocking. It It was a fun place to play. Um, and we did not start off that game well. If you remember, we gave a kickoff return. We gave up a kickoff return that put them at the forty-five, and so they were electric coming out. And I felt like our defense settled in right away. We got off the field quick, and I think we either I think we surrendered three points. But you know, against a team like that, you can't just let them get out on fire because if they do, uh, the points just keep you know the points happen in bunch bunches. What advice would you give Kenny knowing he's going in that tough environment? Have good communication with your receivers and um, O-line. Uh, it's going to be tough to hear. you got to have good um, you know, silent counts, and uh, you're going to have to be able to move around. Von Miller is not going to make it easy on you. Um, you know That dude, uh, he's been playing as long as I played, and uh, he, he knows how to rush the passer. Um, you know, he's won a Super Bowl MVP because of that. He's won another Super Bowl because of that as well. Um, so, you know, you have to keep your head on a swivel um, and, you know, let these receivers eat, baby. Yeah, and Kenny, uh, Kenny's being thrown to the fire. He's going to have a, mm-hmm. a very tough schedule to start. And, and you know, that's you gotta, you're going to find out what, what you're made of, which is cool. Um, one last thing on the game, Cam. What is there more emphasis on when you're playing Josh Allen? Is it more pressure or trying to contain him in the pocket, not letting him get outside to make all the plays he does? 
both. Um, obviously, the outside outside linebackers have to do a j- good job containing and keeping him in the pocket. But for me, especially, uh, it's making sure he doesn't have running lanes through the middle and providing a good push up front. So he wants to scramble outside, but then our outsides are able to capitalize on that. And what's the mindset to actually with a guy like that who, you know, I saw him on Kyle Brandt's uh, podcast saying, you know, he looks to stiff arm def- defensive players, D linemen. Does your mindset have to change knowing that there's a quarterback maybe looking for uh, contact? If he looks for contact, we look for contact. Uh, you know, I don't think it's anything malicious, but uh, if a quarterback chooses to run the ball, we want to punish the quarterback. And that takes guys rallying to the ball. It takes guys uh, hustling uh, to get there. Um, and then, you know, when you have more guys, you know, he's going to be more inclined to take, take, a um, a slide. Um, and you know, it's one thing to stiff arm. We can chop that wrap up and then there's a sack on top of that. Yeah. Well, good luck this weekend, man. I'm excited to see you take on the challenge of Buffalo. I know it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one, but it's one we're looking forward to. Um, it's a, a heck of a game. Um, Man, I, I think Caesars is probably. I think they are. A, we're a fourteen point underdog. So well, you know, it's funny, Cam. You're evolving, my friend. You now you have even noticed point spreads. I wasn't gonna say it, but dude, like it's like growth, man. Nice job. It's growth, but guess what? I'm an underdog. So yeah, looking forward to it. Um, you know, football. Um, is something that you know you can wallow in your losses, but man, I get excited for games. And uh, I got a couple more days to, you know, better myself to get ready for this game. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it, it's going to be a fun place to play uh, in Bill Stadium. Hey, one last thing. You feeling OK? I, I, I saw there was a report you were you were I know you were on the field at the late game. And I don't know if this is maybe I read it wrong. You got an X-ray at half. You don't got to tell me what you got an X-ray. Just are you OK? I'm great. Uh, you know, bumps and bruises come when you play defensive line. And so, uh, you know, you, you take those bumps, uh, you know, sometimes you just need an oil change to get back out there. Uh, I was able to finish the game. Um, wish we would have got the W, but I'll be fine. Um, you know, football is not made for, um, you know, weak people. You got to be able to inflict pain and you got to be able to deal with pain. So um, I'll be better and I'll be on that field Sunday. So, Looking forward to that game, though. All right, people, we're brought to you by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app ever, and honestly, the only one you need. It's not just about the big bonuses and boosts and promos that you get. It's the fact that every time you bet, whether you win or lose, you're earning towards the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Free stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. That's because when you download the Caesars Sportsbook app, you become a Caesars Rewards member, and that means perks. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So I know what we talked about, you know, the tight end room. They're big, big 10 guys. Um, but we're big 10 guys, too. Hayden's the, that team up north. I'm Ohio State. You're Michigan State. And you being Michigan State, the season has not gone well for y'all this year. <laughs> how, how are you dealing with that? <laughs> Honestly, uh, I knew it was going to be kind of – I'm not going to say it's going to be a tough year, but I just knew what we lost. Like, everybody thought we lost. They lost you. No. Right? They lost you. No. Yeah, that's the number. I, mean, I, I tweeted that out. I tweeted that out. They've not been the same since you've left campus. They just- I'm, the, I'm the jail factor. I'm telling you. Jail factor. <laughs> like, I don't got to go out there and score 30, but it's just going to jail. I'm going to do my role. It's going to jail. Catch my balls. Like, but no, you, we, you lost Speedy Naylor. Um, to, he's on the Vikings. Um, you know, he's active. Uh, he, he lost AJ Curry, got drafted, uh, Kevin Jarvis, Matt Allen, and then Ken Walker, our best player. Uh, you lose that. Obviously, you have Jaden Reed coming back, Peyton Thorne coming back, but it's a, just a lot of, uh, a lot of new faces, a lot of young guys, you know, so it's, a, it's, you know, time, you know, for those young guys to emerge, but, uh, it's a lot of young guys up front, uh, you know, a lot of new faces, a lot of transfers. Uh, sometimes it's good with the transfer portal. Uh, last year was a, you know, a year that it worked, but I, I'm starting to see that it's a it's a hit or miss thing. Um, I think that sometimes you need to get some guys from North Dakota State, four fifth guys that have been there four or five years from North at North, North Dakota State compared to getting these guys from Washington State, getting guys from here that just have not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm being for real. Like, there's all these portal kids, but like, you gotta, if you're not getting the best kids in the portal, then why are you in the portal? That's how I see it. You, you need to go recruit high school a little bit harder. And you just can't give up 500 yards of passing two games. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> and it's only going to get worse this weekend. It's a, They're playing a, the best passing team in the country, arguably. This I, weekend. When we played Ohio State last year, it was 49 to 0 at halftime. I'm like, come on. Wait, but didn't you say you guys were going to win that game too going in? You were you were pretty pumped about that last game. We, we were we were we were like seven and one going into the game. I mean, come on. Yeah. I know, and you were like, we're going to shock the world. You were like, <laughs> you guys definitely shocked the world. What was the final of that sixty three seven? What was it? It was ugly. <laughs> no. Hey, we beat. No. Hey, we beat Michigan though. Oh, oh. Listen, listen, listen. Do you think you'll beat Michigan this year? I actually do. <laughs> oh, can I can I ha- can I send you a jersey to wear? Get Chris Warmly to bet you, please. He'll give you a jersey uh, to that facility. There's not a chance in hell what? y'all are beating no. Michigan this year. That's what y'all said. Y'all were up with five touchdowns last year. Connor, Connor, have you seen them play this yes, year? Yes, but honestly, McCarthy's good, but sometimes he wants to do too much, and that's where K. McNamara he just takes routine play. 
he wants to do too much, but he hasn't turned the ball over once yet this year. So I mean, but he, you could say what you but want. He, it doesn't matter. But hold on, he should have. Let's not get into Michigan right now. He should have. We'll bring you up for Michigan. We'll bring you up for Michigan too. The question I have right now, it's not if y'all will win the game. It's will y'all even be within four touchdowns of this game on Saturday? Ooh, I gotta say yeah. I mean, I, I can't say no. <laughs> Like, if people at Michigan State see this, they're going to be like, because I'm going to go back there. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's go green till I die, but they got it. I wouldn't go back this week. They got to tighten up. Yeah, yeah. Don't go back this Connor, week. But, like, you kind of contradicted yourself, right? Because you said you're the jail factor and, and you know, you guys lost all these pieces. We beat y'all. I don't even know what the score was, but it was, a, it was more than – Four touchdowns. But you can't put that on the offense. I mean, when once you get down 21-0, you got to change the whole game plan. Ken, Ken Walker had six carries that game. We just had to start throwing it the right. whole game. 56-7 last year. Ooh, 56-7. It was 49 nothing. They put, they, put, they put Quinn Ewers in the game. Hey, actually, though. <laughs> Everybody deserves played, to get reps at that, that game? point. Yeah, that, I think that was only the game. Oh, wow. wow, yeah, that's the game y'all got him to te- we Y'all got him to Texas. Thanks. Yeah, no, he was going to Texas no matter what. Actually, though, I'm glad we're talking about this. Connor, I want to get your opinion on this, too, but Cam, you first. Did y'all see Ohio State fake a punt up 39 on Rutgers? I did. What are we doing here? You got to be – come on, bro. You got to be a little bit – <clears throat> I was there's got to be something going on between Shiano and uh, Dave. Yeah, you know, didn't he, play? he coached there though, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, guys get very petty, and coaches are even pettier. Uh, I I never was with Shiano or Dave, but I just know coaches can be very petty, and they hold a grudge in every little thing they do. You're up thirty nine zero. Just punt the ball. Um, but I mean. If you really want to put, you know, a statement statement win, I mean, win win by all costs, do what you want. Uh, but I mean, everybody's gonna look, be looking at you crazy. You gotta have some type of sportsmanship. Uh, me as a coach, right there, I'm just gonna punt the ball. Uh, I wouldn't even shown that, you know, fake punt look uh, until when I needed to use it. So that's how I, I would have uh, went about it. And the crazy thing is, if you look at the Notre Dame game. Um, I think we won by like 10 points or, or so. And, you know, we got the ball back with what, four or five minutes. Um, and we moved the ball a little bit, but it's not like we went for a fake then to rally up the score. So now you get to this game, the Rutgers game. What was the plan in going up even more points? It, it just felt like it felt, you know, Ohio State's always been about class, and, you know, we always talk about having good sportsmanship. It didn't look like we showed good sportsmanship in that approach. What do you say about it was a read for the punter? That that was kind of the, the, the voice after the game, that the punter saw something and he just took it and ran. Do you almost, as Ryan Day, got to say, hey, that plays off. Just punt the ball down the field. Yeah, you know, it's, it's one thing to be critical and, you know, say we could have done this. And, uh, you know, if it's a read, that's one thing. Um but isn't he still like a rugby punter? So, you know, if you're on the run, just kick it anyways. Um, you know, just uh, I understand both teams were pretty pissed off about it. So um, hopefully it got squashed after that. But, you know, the punter did take a, a, a beating for doing that. So 
One other thing, Cam, I do want to talk with you about. We talked in the preseason about this this little beef between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. Uh, mm. Saban, a 24-point favorite at home. Thank you, Caesars. Um, they got to cover that and win big, right? You got to think that. Oh, man. Um, the coach's petty bowl. Um, and I think both of them have – you know, this is the type of game where it could get out of control and could get, you know, you start, this is where you start pulling out your fakes because, oh yeah, you want to talk mess about what we do? How about I talk mess about what you do? And it always leads to this. So it's going to be interesting going forward, but I think, I don't think it gets covered. I think it's a competitive game and a and is going to put up a heck of a fight. Is that because the uncertainty of the quarterback position for Bama? Yes, hands down. Uh, Bryce Young, um, you know, Heisman winner. Um, you know, when you lose a guy like that, there is uncertainty. And um, I don't know if he's going to be ready to go. And um, I feel like, you know, Jimbo's going to give uh, everybody a run for their money. Yeah, I think Bama wins big uh, this weekend. Uh, obviously, losing Bryce Young's big time, but uh, – I think as a team, Alabama is just a better team than A&M is this year. Uh, I think A&M surprised a lot of people last year, uh, but they also were winning a good amount of games last year. Um, but, you know, they lost their quarterback last year. That beat them, Zach, uh, Zach Calzon or whatever that's at Auburn. That He went to Lanier uh, and Gwinnett. But, you know, I think Alabama's more statewide a quarterback position, even though Bryce Young's not playing, you know, they always have depth and guys that are uh, ready to play. Yeah. I mean, I think in Saban too, don't get, don't piss him off. If you do that, he's going to run it up on you and kick your, kick the, kick the crap out of you. Uh, all right. One last thing before we get to not just football topics, guys, this was thrown out there. Who do you guys think is the best NFL brother combo right now and ever right now? If we're just talking brothers, um, you know, I think you got to go with the Watts, like, you know, two defensive player of the years, uh, play, uh, kids. And then Derek, who, um, is a special team savant and knows how to get, uh, make a lot of plays on special teams. Uh, I think the McCordys were very good, but one's retired and one's active. Uh, the Kelsey's are on another, you know, juggernaut in themselves, um, you know, they've got the Super Bowl rings. Um, but I think individually, and you look at just the group of brothers, uh, probably the Watts. Yeah, uh, I would say the Watts, uh, like Cam said, the Kelsey, McCourty. And then um, you also have, uh, you know, in the past, you know, the Sharp brothers. Uh, you know, they were both really good. Unfortunately, uh, Sterling Sharp got hurt. Uh, but, you know, they're deep. Uh, and then, but the Watts, they're deep. Like I was saying, there's three of them uh, compared to us. There's two. Uh, you know, I've learned a lot from Derek on special teams. Uh, obviously, you see what type of player TJ is. And, you know, JJ Watt, you know, when he was in his prime, uh, you know, he was unstoppable. So, you know, I would say them. Um, but, you know, I think we'll be up there soon. No Diggs brothers, huh? Oh, I forgot about the Diggs brothers. Yeah, man. But oh, listen, we better man. try to get them on the show as guests. So, yes, I, the Diggs brothers for sure are probably the best in the league, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think the right, Diggs right now, are, right now they are. They're good. Oh, They're both really I don't know good. if I can put them over the Watts yet. I feel like the Watts have accomplished so much. 
That's probably there. true. I mean, you have multiple defensive player of the years, multiple 20-sack seasons, and then, you know, like you said, Derek's another player in itself. They're just deep. Yeah. Um, I love how, though, Connor said, Connor said um, older people or, you know, guys from past generations. I think it's quota. We have to mention the bosses, uh, the Manning brothers, maybe. Who are they? Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> no, I'm oh. just kidding. I'm just kidding. Those are our bosses. Nah, no. Nah. Yeah, retired. If we go retired, the Mannings probably take the cake. Um, you know, Peyton uh, throwing everything which way. And um, I think Eli's crowning achi- achievement is being the Patriots in the Super Bowls. Uh, that's that's a, a stunning thing that not many people can say. Um, and so – you know, when you look at what they've done and how they transcend, and now they have a guy like Arch Manning going to Texas next year, um, it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger, I think. Yeah, that's like, aren't the Matthews like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Matthews the Ma- have like a Bruce bunch Matthew. of... Bruce yeah, Matthews. Yeah, the parents and the sons and the cousins. Like, right. everybody played in that family. It was like mandatory. Yeah. Um, any um, any chance we get you guys in a Chad Power situation going back to Ohio State or Michigan State or anything? Uh, for me, I do it. Um, I don't, I don't think I would want to do a combine though. I want to be in like actual practice. Like I want to come dressed up and then be like, who's this like old man who thinks he can like play football. And then, you know, I'm just beating them with hands and then just bullying them. And they're like, man, we could really use him this year. So, you know, that would, that would be more fun to me. Um, when we want some not just football topics though, uh, Monday night, Bobby Wagner slamming a fan on the field. Um, I remember James Harrison doing this. Have either of right. you ever wanted to do this during game? Uh, there was one time <laughs> last year we were playing Seattle and a fan ran across the field. Uh, and he ran straight up to Alex Highsmith. And, you know, I remember TJ being like, what are you going to do? Like, if you grab him, you're just going to get in trouble for it. But, uh, Security pulled him off him off pretty quick. Um, you know, it was an interesting situation to say the least. But uh, you know, uh I haven't been involved in one of those yet, but I don't want to be a part of one of those. Like it's a it's a game and everybody should be watching, but then when you start bringing fans onto the field, um, you know, there's no good that can come from that. What about you, Connor? You want to slam somebody that comes on the field? I would just kind of let it happen. I, I really Connor. Connor wants to be the guy running there. across the field, <laughs> <laughs> protesting. Like, he had like a flare last night too. I'm like, Wagner's got to be careful, man. You don't want to get that smoke in your eyes. Like, yeah, I saw someone say they uh, they were like he was probably just doing a gender reveal uh, for his baby. <laughs> <laughs> so That's what it looked like, honestly. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on here. This was interesting on Sunday. I don't know if either of you guys saw it, but DK Metcalf was carted off the field, but mm-hmm. not for injury. He needed to right. use the facilities in the fourth quarter. The question is, have either of you ever uh, almost gone number one or two during the game? Um, I'm more inclined to hold it. Uh, Connor, being my younger brother, probably needed a diaper and probably just went in his pants. Um, but when I think about the DK Metcalf – um, incident, right? Where, you know, he had to be like driven out. I think about like Paul Pierce in the finals 
<laughs> and, you know, everybody's saying like, oh, no, I don't think he can walk. I think he's done. Comes back out. And then years later, we found out he just needed to take a dump. Like, like that That was – it was spot on from, you know, DK's situation to Paul Pierce's. Well, so, wait, did he need to or did he go in his pants? It was the rumor I thought Paul Pierce had accidentally gone on the court. I don't know. I don't want to – reckless speculation there, but, I, oh, you know, man. that seemed uh, – I don't know. Um, Connor, have you ever had to use the bathroom mid-game and need to be carted back? <laughs> I've had to use the restroom a couple times this game, but I – I mean, this year, but I've always just held it till halftime. Hey, so there was a, there was news that came out that the Lakers nearly traded Russell Westbrook for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. We've had to give up a couple first-round picks in that as well. Obviously, I think we're all three some Laker fans. Connor, I think you are too. Um, How would you guys see that, and would you have wished they made that trade? I, like, for how long have the Lakers been trying to get Buddy Hield or saying they were going to get him? Like, I remember when he was in Sacramento, they said they were going to get him, trade for him. I mean, I think LeBron just needs some spot-up shooters and some role players and somebody to come in and, you know, take the second unit when he's out. I would just say, you know, looking at what the, the Lakers are trying to do, um, you know, I think you're trying to be patient and you want to, you know, Keep as many picks as you can. Um, you know, if you start trading more and more picks, what is your roster going to look like in that 2027 or 2029? I understand you're trying to win uh, championships now, and you have LeBron to win a championship. Um, you have to be very careful with your picks. You can't just be out there, you know, throwing them around. Because I think you look back at what happened with Anthony Davis – I don't think they should have gave up all those picks. I think they could have held on to a, a couple more and really, you know, you know, it it could have been a different situation than just giving up all those picks. But I do think it was the right move in getting Anthony Davis. Um, I do think they're trying to move Westbrook because after this summer, you want to have cap space to go get a guy. So, you know, that's going to be the interesting thing going forward. How can we – how can we – how can the Lakers, um, you know, have cap space? How can they have a a, a good team? Um, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think a move like that, like Connor was saying, though, makes some sense. Buddy Hield's a, a better shooter than Russell Westbrook, and they have so many point guards now. It just seems like I don't know how much how many minutes there are there for all of them. Um, all right, but last thing too here from the NBA, uh, I think it was yesterday. Tyler Hero signed a four-year, hundred thirty million dollar extension. Um, good player, a lot of money. What do you think about the move by Miami? Got to keep a player like that. Uh, you know, shooting doesn't come cheap, and in the NBA, uh, cash is everything. Get your money, <laughs> and so you know, for a guy like Tyler Hero, he's got to be paid. Um, you know, he's a young kid that you can continue to build around. You got a good uh, squad around him. Jimmy Butler, um, Bam Adebayo, um, you know, Kyle Lowry. Those guys <clears throat> all together have a good core. So uh, keeping him was was key. Yeah, and I mean, I'm with you. I think the only one there that you might question is the, and he's a Michigan guy, is the Duncan Robinson for five years, $90 million. They have a lot of money tied mm-hmm. up in five guys. So they're going to yeah. need to build the roster around him smart. Um, but, but thanks, man. I appreciate your not just football, uh, combos here. I want to say thank you to my little brother. I know he can be a headache sometimes, but he's got a good heart. Uh, and he's, he's on his way. 
you know, I know he doesn't have the stats to back it up, but love the way he competes, love the way he works, and he's going to continue to keep growing this league. And, you know, things will come his way. Uh, thank you, Hayden, for always being here and always taking part in this. Um, thank you to everybody who's li- listening. Um, we enjoy uh, sharing this time with you. It's been a pleasure on the Not Just Football podcast. Keep staying tuned. We'll have some more guests. You know, we got to get some more brothers on so we can continue to have this ragging. But um, see you next time and peace. <laughs>